0: Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast, where we delve into the powerful benefits of a holistic, high-raw vegan lifestyle for achieving optimal health, brain function, and overall well-being. But it's not just about personal health, we're also passionate about community development and creating a culture of health through business and collaboration. Join us as we explore the intersection of raw food, holistic health, and community building to empower ourselves and others to live our best lives. Today, I want to talk about a really interesting story I learned about. I'm on a journey, so I'm a brain health licensed trainer, but I'm also working towards a brain health professional certification. And um, in this training, it's by um, Amon University. Dr. Daniel Amon teaches the classes, and um, there's a good portion of the of the of the program where you are doing a practicum basically, looking over spec scans, which I talked about on a previous episode, which is a kind of brain scan that shows uh, blood flow. If there's too much blood flow, too little blood flow, or just the right amount, right? And that is used to, those scans are used with a whole, Uh, backstory of information, just like when you work with any kind of health professional, including a health coach, you do a health history, a health intake form, so um, the practitioner could get a full view of what's going on. So the the scan is just part of that. Anyway, so um, in this practicum, we're going over scans, trying to see what could be going on with the brain, looking for what diagnoses could possibly be made here, right? And there's this really interesting story I wanted to share with you of a 14-year-old boy with some horrible scans. So like, typically, a 14-year-old will have a beautiful brain with really great blood flow, right? Um, But this scan for this 14-year-old boy is looks horrible. The prefrontal cortex is completely dropped out and for those who missed the previous episodes, the prefrontal cortex is that front part of the brain that basically is the CEO of our of our life, of our of our brain function. It helps us make wise decisions because we have some forethought and judgment. We have we understand consequences for our actions when the prefrontal cortex is working properly. But in this 14-year-old boy's scan, his uh, prefrontal cortex is completely dropped out. His temporal lobes, which are like the sides of the brain, look like acid was thrown on it, and it gets worse when he concentrates. So typically when um, folks, for some, yeah, for some people, um, depending on what's going on with them, When they go in for a spec scan, they'll do it at the scan at rest, when the brain is at rest, and when the brain is concentrating, right? So the brain at rest for this little boy's scan looked really bad, and then when he concentrated, it looked even worse. Um, The front half of his cerebellum was also down, um, which is the back part of the brain, just to kind of give you an understanding audibly. Um, But feel free to Google search um, a map, like a brain atlas, so you can kind of visualize what I'm talking about here. Um, So this little boy, he has awful blood flow, like very little blood flow going to some crucial areas. And typically when you see the prefrontal cortex with very little uh, blood flow, um, we're concerned because that means no forethought, no judgment, and so Someone with a frontal lobe that's down like this, without a frontal lobe, they're more likely to go to jail. Um, So, I want to tell you a bit about the backstory of this scan. Right? Why does his why does his brain look so bad? Right? Um, So the backstory is that he was raised by his grandmother. Right? The boy was kicked out of eleven schools. So. Um, the grandmother brings him to a doctor in Sacramento who does a QEEG on him, which is another type of scan, and diagnoses him with um, temporal lobe dysrhythmia and ADD, right, attention deficit disorder. So he puts him on Ritalin and this other drug called Tegretol. So over the following year, the drugs do really well for him. He picked up four grade levels and he doesn't get thrown out of school. So he's doing really good. And this is where, you know, I'm like, you know, for some people, drugs can do wonders for them, right? And I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about this boy um, and and how his brain ended up in this in this um, situation. But I, I wanna put a pin in this to say that pharmaceutical drugs are necessary for some folks. And this is a case where it got him back into a good space as a 14-year-old, right? Where he's doing well in school, he's not getting kicked out. Um, All right, so, but there's more to the story. So every day this young boy takes his medicine, he's telling himself he's taking it because he's stupid. So he decides to stop taking it. And a month later, his uncle, who also had behavior problems, comes over and invites him to go rob some women so they kidnap a woman they make her go to the atm they s her and then they rape her the lawyer representing the boy called dr daniel Amon. so amen clinics did a scan at rest and at concentration like i mentioned and you know typically um th- this is where i found like a lot of the program is super interesting to me because dr Amon he does these spec scans he can see blood flow he's gotten a lot of um work with the criminal justice system working with lawyers diagnosing folks who have been convicted of these crimes who've done these crimes or even they're they're being charged for these crimes to kind of see what's going on there the lawyers are looking to him for some kind of support like you know whatever so that's the legal system part but just to give you a little backstory but that's all those cases i find like the most interesting to me because i find the intersection of um of neuroscience and our criminal justice system, what the abolitionist movement is trying to accomplish, all of these people talking together is a good thing. And 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 I'm gonna get to this in shortly, but anyway, so Amen Clinics, they do the scan on, on his brain. And you know typically when um folks come in for a scan, they have to do an intake, right? Um like I mentioned before, so they learn in this process that the the reason why the grandmother was raising this boy was because the mother could no longer raise him. She was an alcoholic and actually this boy is a fe- is fetal alcohol exposed, right? We all know what that means. That means um when he was in utero in the in the womb, um he was exposed to alcohol. His mom was drinking alcohol, consumed alcohol, had alcohol in her body. And this is what happens in our communities with alcohol. There is no safe limit of alcohol. And you know, when a woman typically finds out that she's pregnant, a fetus has already been growing. So if that person is a regular alcohol drinker, there is some level of exposure already. Luckily, the pills that the doctor prescribed for this boy before the crime that he committed was perfect for him. He just needed to keep taking it to allow his brain to access his full potential as an upstanding citizen because his brain had already been damaged through no um, really, nothing, is nothing that he did to damage his brain but his mom like he, he had not, no control over it but the mother <laughs> um was drinking alcohol and he's you know he has he was exposed um so the the drugs allowed him to access forethought, judgment, and learning. And it's like someone who has vision impairment, wearing glasses. Glasses don't make you dumb or even smart, but it allows you to see. It allows your eyeballs to work because they're no longer functioning at full capacity without support. So sometimes the drugs for brains that need support is the only solution. And to me, when I look at this case, I feel like what I deduce from this, right? everybody through their different lens of work um, and goals they're trying to achieve may see something different out of this case. But what I see is that we could decrease pharmaceutical drug use um, and crime simultaneously if we eliminated the sale of alcohol. I do not see a use case for alcohol because there's no safe level of consumption. And this is a great example of how we are actually encouraging more crime by selling alcohol in our community, right? Selling alcohol. If we don't sell alcohol, then we will have healthier brains, and this is not just for young kids, but for adults also. Alcohol damages the brain even as an adult, but you can see how this little boy, his life was ruined from the very beginning. He never had a chance. The drugs gave him that chance, and there was probably some communication breakdown You know for him to stop taking these drugs but he's a teenager i mean which teenager do you know is going to be consistent with taking drugs you know what i'm saying there has to be constant oversight because the brain is not even fully developed until 28 in males so he needed some oversight for even like 14 more years On top of, you know, on top of him to say, hey, you got to take these drugs. This is why you have to take these drugs. These are the consequences. Now we know the consequences. I don't think the grandmother knew the gravity of the situation, or maybe she did after the boy got kicked out of 11 schools, you know, um, but this is a really horrible case and this is where I really feel sorry for this little boy because he really did not have a chance and it's really our society and our community that is doing this. During the COVID-19 pandemic, they, um, they as in the government, allowed for, um, I know in LA specifically they definitely did this, but I feel like it was a, a federal thing where they allowed Uh, for the consumption of alcohol, and they did some kind of thing to benefit alcohol sales, uh, restaurants and different food businesses that were selling alcohol, right? And it's like, why are you supporting the sale of alcohol during a global health pandemic, right? Alcohol not only damages the brain, but it decreases the immune system, right? There's nothing healthy or helpful about alcohol, and yet, while people are dying, Um, this is what's being sold in our communities under the guise of we're trying to support small business. And this is what I really hate about (laughs) this country, this cognitive dissonance, and um, it is really hurting lives. Anyway, I just had to share this with you. Like, Could we envision a country where we don't sell alcohol, right? You know if if folks who identify as conservative and they want to be hard on crime and all this kinds of stuff why don't we not sell alcohol right um i think this is a bipartisan issue um, and something we all need to be looking towards and um if you guys are interested in learning more um i'll post the link to the certification course i'm telling you it is super interesting just these these case studies but Clearly, we see why we, we really need to eradicate alcohol sales in our country.